Good afternoon or evening or whatever it is when you listen to this. How you doing? Welcome to Awesome and Not Stupid. I'm Zeb. I'm Elijah. That's Elijah. Um, how you doing, Elijah? Man. <laughs> yeah. It's been a it's been a time. I'm doing good though. I'm yeah. all right. I feel like I'm I'm struggling at everything today. It's been a day, man. It's like I had to move day. a thing to get behind the thing, but then like there was another thing in the way Mm -hmm. so i had to like move that thing but then i couldn't move that thing till you want to know a really upsetting story (laughs) i don't don't know i'm I'm currently packing getting ready to move and so my entire day is moving things that have more things behind them that i also have to move and it's just a moving sucks man don't Don't move unless you're rich and can pay someone else to do it for you nobody likes moving Mm -mm. i don't think Mm mm-hmm all everybody likes being in a nice new place. Yes, it's nice to be in a nice place. Unless you love your old place better. Eh, no. No. <laughs> I found out just recently that my fish tank, mm-hmm. the the filter, was leaking out of the back very so, just ever so slightly, mm-hmm. and it was trickling down the wall. Uh-oh. And... uh just realized this like a week ago mm-hmm. that this was happening and pulled it away from the wall a little bit and there's streaks down the wall and the, the wood floor at the bottom is all warped now oh, and it must have been going on for a while yeah i don't know well i don't know when it started um if i didn't i wish i'd have noticed sooner obviously because yeah. then you know and, and i don't think it's like major damage or anything but it's just a goddamn inconvenience it is a damn inconvenience that's the worst. I didn't even know you had a fish tank. You didn't? Nope. What kind of fish you got? I got a, well, right now I have a little beta yeah. named uh, Sunny Jim. That's a good name for a beta. <laughs> and a couple of little snails. Okay. That, you know, twerk around in there. They twerk? <laughs> well, no, they twerk around. Oh, okay. Different different meaning of the word. I don't, I don't know if there is. <laughs> um, but there was, a, I used to have a, some Cory catfish in there with them, but they all seemed to not survive very long so now it's just him and the snails he's the king of the castle they generally are they don't like to live with other things yeah you know i've I've gotten conflicting reports you know some people say leave them alone they're happiest on their own um anything else is just gonna annoy them but then Mm -hmm. other people are like no they want other things in there to play with you just have to get certain kinds that aren't you know that they're not gonna just kill yeah isn't it weird that they just kill their own it's like yeah, I mean, hey, you're like me. It's Die. like it's like some kind of weird, like ancient, like just all in, instantly nemesis. You are my type. <laughs> it can be only one, <laughs> yeah, the Highlander. <laughs> and also, and then I, I also some people say beta uh-huh. and not beta. They're wrong. I don't know if they are. As far as I'm concerned, they are. Okay, well, I like your I like your uh, your version of the whole thing. Me and everyone I know has always said beta. So. <laughs> Everybody says beta, yeah. but then if you get on YouTube and watch videos, oh, they're probably right. The people who know what they're talking about <laughs> say beta experts. And then there's the, some sassy little gal. that's like, I know everybody says you're supposed to say beta, but I like beta better. So I'm going to go and say beta anyway. Yeah. I like her. That's you, how I do it. She makes YouTube content. Does she? Yep. You want to shout her out? What's her name? I don't have no idea. Okay, let's move on. I think it was just a generalization. <laughs> we we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. Um, we are going to touch on 
Huawei, obviously, big news right now. We're going to talk about, uh, we got a little bit more carryover from our folding phone conversation. We've mm-hmm. got some new uh, new things pop up since then. Um, I've been using the new uh, Chromium-based Edge browser, Microsoft yes. Edge browser. I'm very excited to hear about this. <laughs> really exciting. Yeah. Um, maybe a few other things. We'll see how uh, how time goes. We got a couple of entertainment things that might be interesting, worth talking about. Um, but let's start there at uh, Huawei. Yeah, what a shit show. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but this started with the government. Yep, good right? old, good old. Government. So, essentially, they're our government, our trusted, ever loving government. Um, is concerned that the Chinese company Huawei, if they have products or components in our system Mm -hmm. that they could potentially be gathering information. Yeah. Trying to spy. It's like the fifties. It doesn't sound like the Chinese. Mm -mm. No, they'd never do that. They'd never do that. So this, this, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. No, it happened a couple years ago with ZTE. I think. I was wondering what the hell ever happened to ZTE. Yeah. I, you know, after I realized that ZTE had disappeared, I kind of had the same thought. I was like, oh yeah, they existed, but they never really, they weren't like Huawei. They they didn't make hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. You know, they weren't a huge company. And I want to say that in my experience with them, they were kind of a budget brand more than anything. Yeah. I think at least over here, they sold like, you know. You could go to T-Mobile or Cricket or whatever and buy like the $50 Android phone, and yeah. it was probably a ZTE. Which so. almost isn't even worth having, right. honestly, if you tried to use one of those things. Um, but that's not Huawei. Huawei is um, has become known as a top-tier oh, yeah. brand. They make quality they do. It's, electronics. It's a premium premium smartphone manufacturer. I mean, their, their phones are on par with Samsung's and Apple's and that i mean that's pretty much the only two that really matter that much so i almost feel like they've done things to maybe even go above and beyond what samsung and apple have done in certain lanes and and they've made it a point to to still sell it at a a price point that keeps them competitive with those two definitely i mean you know you got moon mode moon mode (laughs) you've got that's the only phone that can take a picture of the moon properly with craters and all Yeah. yeah it's pretty incredible you should check it out uh they they've always been really solid on cameras. They've always been really solid on battery technology. I mean, Huawei's a big innovator, and the bummer about losing a big innovator like that in the U.S. is that well, the companies that are out there in the U.S. right now don't innovate all that much. You know, yeah. they they just kind of recycle the same stuff. Samsung, Apple, LG, all of them do. But Huawei brings kind of new stuff to the table, so it sucks that we're going to lose that incentive for other people to perform yeah it's it it is unfortunate when you look at it from that aspect um now if if they are in fact working with the chinese government Mm -hmm. to to gather american information um i suppose that maybe this is a necessary step sure yeah uh, i mean yeah if there's legitimate cause for concern sure it just seems kind of interestingly timed but right you know how weird is it that this that i mean it's it's 2019 (laughs) and it's still like a thing with the chinese and the russians and 
like this what at what point are we not all just a bunch of people trying to get by in the world yeah what at what point are we not just a bunch of people who need cell phones you know what i mean why do we got to spy come on Come on. What are, you, what are you spying for? Right. What do you want to know? You want to know about... Because we'll Becky's tell you everything vacation? anyway. Yeah. Go, you, don't, you don't need to spy. We'll give it to social you. media. It's all there. It's, I mean, 90% of what you need to know about a person is on the social media. Right there. So in, in, in the wake of this act by the government or whatever it is, some companies have fallen in line and started to basically essentially refuse to do business yep. with Huawei. And, yeah. I mean, obviously the biggest one is Google. Google. Google sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, search engine. Yeah. Search engine. They make Android, um, which is the, the mobile operating system that's on the majority of the phones in the world and literally all of Huawei's. So that's a bummer for them. That basically means they have no access to Google products they don't have youtube they don't have the play store they don't have any of the things you gmail. actually no gmail they don't have anything that you buy an android phone for anymore yeah. so they have to use they can't don't have google plus profile anymore uh, no one has a google plus profile anymore <laughs> man i don't want to talk about that that made me sad i, I had a lot of hope for that <laughs> yeah me too sucks um other companies companies that make um hardware mm-hmm. parts intel yeah uh what are the other ones you know the other ones? There's more. Yeah, there's more. There's more for sure. I mean, there's it's just it's just really the big ones. You know, Intel, Google. Um, I mean, that's enough, right? Qualcomm was Qualcomm yeah, one of them. I think so. Yep. So I mean, you you lose Google and Intel, that can wipe you out. Yeah, I mean, you've lost your modems and you've lost your your operating system. So there's there's rumors now going around that Huawei's going to release their own operating system, their own ecosystem with their own apps and their own app store and this and that. But that's they're 10 years too late. Yeah. Is really where they're going to have to weather quite a bit of downtime. See, cause I, that, that feels to me like they're a big enough company that they probably had already in some sort of, in some sort of motion, mm-hmm. the idea or the process of creating their own OS. Probably. I, I don't know, man. I feel like, there's, you know, we talked about Windows Phone on the first episode, and that's one company that's bigger than Huawei in in the grand scheme of things that are, has already failed at making their own mobile operating system with their own apps. You know, we're, we're talking about, I mean, okay, Huawei might be able to pull it off in China. Yeah. But it's not going to go, it's not going to go international. It's not going to, at least it's not going to be a top dog. It would have to be a success there. To a certain point before they could, well, and and, and even so, if they if there's still a thing with the government, right? It's not going to be a thing here. Period. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's disappointing because Huawei is one of those companies that's made devices, namely phones, that I've always wanted to have over here. I've I've wished that you know the the main carriers here in in the U.S. would carry their phones, but you know, you used to be able to just buy them and import them and deal with the headache of that and then have them. And now you can't even do that. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I recently bought my first Huawei product, this, this fancy little laptop that mm-hmm. I got here. Um, and I, and I went for this particular one after shopping for quite a bit of time because it, in my opinion, offered me the most power and the best specs yeah. for the most reasonable price. I've heard really good things about them. I mean, they make, what else do they make? They make laptops, they make cell phones, they make pretty much anything electronic, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they do in like say the uh, the TV market. Do they do TVs? Do I they? have no idea. I don't know. Nobody does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Huawei is pretty much known for their phones, and their phone business is at this point. I don't crippled. I, what? What do you now? What do you think are the chances that it could come down to like people who own Huawei products here being asked to? I don't know. Give up their product. <laughs> Like could it could it ever get that serious? I like, mean, could it get that serious under the circumstances that we currently are dealing with? Potentially, but I don't think so. I don't think it's going to go that far. If this was 1942 Austria, <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, if this was 2019, a lot of places, yeah. but it's it's here. So I, I have a feeling that the government is aware enough that chances are people with Huawei devices at least cell phones are going to just give them up inherently because of this whole deal. Right. I'm mean, I'll tell Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi right now. You can have my Huawei laptop from my cold dead hands. That's right. You'll have to take it from me with force. You'll have to kill me first. That's right. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a Huawei is a good guy with a Huawei. <laughs> the way I see it. I like it. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, that's kind of the big tech news. It's, um, the, it's definitely been the biggest tech news. It hasn't been a huge thing. I wonder, are there other other Chinese companies that that are, I mean, obviously, there'll be other companies affected by this, mm-hmm. people that do business with Huawei, but are there other companies that are directly affected? I mean, I'm sure it affects some of Google's business and some of Intel's business and some of Qualcomm's business. You know, uh, Huawei sells a ton of phones in China and a fair amount of phones over here and a fair amount of phones elsewhere. So them not being able to get Qualcomm processors, which are kind of the processor to have in an Android phone, that, that capability going away is going to hurt. Yeah. If you don't got a Snapdragon, you don't got nothing. Yeah. If you don't, well, if you don't have a Snapdragon and you have an Android phone, you ain't got nothing. Right. Or unless you got a Samsung with one of those Exynos 300 core insane weird process are those better than the snapdragons i don't think so but they sound on paper better than a snapdragon yeah i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting to see for sure i I feel like a trade war with china is i don't know maybe it's necessary i don't don't, i'm not a i'm not an economist i am not either but it sounds like it's going to be expensive that's what it It seems like like it's going to be kind of bad for everybody Mm -hmm. yeah we get a ton of stuff from china and the alternatives to most of those chinese products that we buy that are made in america or made in really anywhere else are way more expensive yeah this could get this could be a bummer as far as tech and as far as Anything, you know, electronic is is concerned if this keeps going on. It could get ugly. And you know what? We here at Awesome and Not Stupid are going to be on the front lines bringing you the news. (laughs) That's right. How all this unfolds over time. That's right. We're on top of it. Speaking of unfolding. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) How about that Lenovo laptop, though? So that's, that's the, we were talking about folding phones and folding tablets in the, and the potential positives and negatives for mm-hmm. having those things. And uh, I don't know, was it less than a week, maybe two later, Lenovo unveils a folding laptop. Mm-hmm. See, they're calling it a laptop. Yeah. I mean, it's, but isn't it kind of more of a tablet, like a bent tablet, like a, a like a 
yeah, a folding, I guess it's like a folding <laughs> tablet, but because of the way, so when you fo- unfold it or when, I don't, I don't even know how to explain this. When you, when you open it, you can kind of orient it like a laptop right. and, and the bottom screen is the keyboard and it's kind of like a touch keyboard. Yeah. And then the top of the screen is your laptop screen, but it's all one, one thing. So I guess yeah. like, well, cause, or you can just have it flat, like a regular tablet and mm-hmm. attach a keyboard to it. Right. But they're they're referring to it as a laptop. I, I guess that's kind of what makes it a laptop is the ability to to dock it to a keyboard and have a laptop, right? That I I don't know. That, yeah, I agree. It's more like a tablet. I mean, you can do the same thing with a Surface, and the Surface is a tablet. Right. It's not a laptop. Yeah. So, but they've made it a point to call this a laptop. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has closer to laptop specs. That could be. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. It's not using just only the the mobile chipsets. and yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's I man, that thing just blows my mind. The whole I mean, the whole folding devices thing in general blows my mind even though I don't really think it's practical, but the laptop side of things, that is something I want. Yeah. I want that. That looks so it looks like it could be so useful for so many things, especially for, you know, the stuff I do, like the ability to switch between a touch tablet that I can edit on and then dock it onto something and type or bend it <laughs> type on the little touch screen. Like Beckham. Mm-hmm. Bend it like Beckham. I think, we, you know, like we talked about last time, I think that the folding technology itself will eventually be very cool and useful. Yeah. I think right now it's probably being held back by the hardware inside yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And China. A, and tra- the trade war with China also is probably hindering the development there a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like if there, if it wasn't for all the internal parts that a, one of these things needed to function, mm-hmm. you're talking about a screen that you could fold up maybe multiple times yeah. and have a little wallet size square in your pocket that be incredible. <laughs> Every day we get closer and closer to the capsule corp from Dragon Ball Z where everything you need, your car, your house, everything you need is in just like a little pill. You just throw it. In. Is that what they got? Yeah. I mean, See, I'm not a, I'm not a Z, a Dragon Ball Z guy. So I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm aware of that you're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm, I think I was born maybe just four to five years too early. Yeah. I understand that. It's yeah. I don't want to get into that, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> they have that thing in Dragon Ball Z where everything that you need is in the little pill and you can just throw it and it opens up and then you have a house or a car or whatever. That's tight. We're getting close to that. We're not, but it then, feels like we and are. And then Goku can go super Saiyan saying, yeah, that was, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then drive his car. I know some terms. <laughs> I know some Dragon Ball Z terms. Yeah. You're hip to the lingo. I like it. What, um, specifically with a folding laptop, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, Obviously, this Lenovo is the first one. Yeah. It's the prototype. It's the very first implementation of this technology. Mm-hmm. What do you think three, four generations down the road um, is going to be kind of like the the ultimate implementation that we end up? This is what it's useful for. This is what we're going with now. Is it is it going to be kind of how they have it still, you think? Um, I think it'll be somewhat like how they have it because I can't really imagine any other way for it to be. Uh, but I can see it being really expensive for a really long time and something that's probably not going to be mainstream in a lot of people's homes for a really long time, but I can see it being used in businesses, you know, like 
I could see that kind of a thing being used in a, a restaurant or in a uh, like an architectural firm or something like that, where okay. you're where you're working with clients directly and you need a device that can be used for a lot of different purposes. You know, I could see that. I think that us having folding laptops in our houses anytime in the next five to 10 years for a reasonable price is, is not very right. So that everybody has them. It's going to be a ways away. Yeah. I mean, if the cell phone, if the galaxy tab was going to be a $2,000 phone, how much do you think something with a, you know, an I seven and an SSD and, you know, a nice laptop laptop specs is going to cost, you know? Yeah. We're talking probably three to $4,000. I think if we could, if we could find a way to eliminate the keyboard, Mm-hmm. as a as a necessity to as an input device right right some other some other way some other new technology that allows us to put our thoughts into words on the screen without having to type every individual key mm-hmm. then that's when the technology could serve its most its best purpose yeah when when user input isn't the bottleneck you open a laptop and both sides are all it's all screen yeah you know what i mean you don't have to have the because even if with the touchscreen keyboard, like that's going to take a lot of people, a lot of yeah. practice to get oh, used God, to typing like that. I intentionally buy keyboards that are clicky and tactile. So right. going to tapping on a piece of glass as a keyboard sounds mm, not fun. Yeah, maybe we just need a, a USB-C port in our uh, temple Yeah, that just reads our thoughts. Yeah, or like Bluetooth so that we don't have to be tethered to our computers. That sounds, that's a little <laughs> bit too matrix for me I don't, yeah but i mean what we need is a way to control our tech with our voices or gestures that aren't weird or something along those lines so that typing isn't as much of a, a necessity you know it's when you get into writing long emails or writing stories right you know when you need to put a lot of text down that's where having a keyboard kind of comes in handy. But when you're going to sit down and do something like that, dock it to a keyboard and, you know, yeah. go. So when you need to say, you know, my dearest Jonathan, I trust this letter finds you in good health and good spirits. Right. You you can't just, you got to type that out because yeah. you, you got, you know, you it needs to know the way you're trying to speak, the, 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 the method with, you know, the, yeah. the style with which you're trying to communicate. Exactly. It's not just... Hey, hi, you, me, <laughs> dinner stuff, you know, exactly. which is, that's like the signals your brain would give right, out. Right. If you need to make a, a more intricate communication than what you would send in a text message to a friend, uh-huh. you know, you might want a, a, a better means of writing it than yeah. a touched keyboard or a voice command. Right. So that's, I think that's kind of one of the, one of the big problems they're going to have to figure out when, once we get to like where this technology is supposed to be, you know, it's, it's going to be, if they want it to, to replace a home computer, that's going to be weird. That's a learning curve. They got some, they got some development to do Definitely. to get to that point. They got some innovation to do. Unrelated, but sort of on the, on the idea of the USB-C port in your head or Bluetooth <laughs> or whatever, um, you know how there's always been kind of that long-standing like fear or phobia of having microchips implanted <laughs> in us. Yes. Doesn't like the whole like thumbprint reader and cloud storage kind of eliminate that as a like why do you need a microchip now if you can just take your thumbprint and all the information's in the cloud? Yeah. 
I, I mean, that's that's a good point. But I don't know. Maybe there's something a microchip can do that biometrics and cloud storage on your phone can't do. I'll tell you what it can do. What's that? Explode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm making the declaration right here and right now, people of the world. You no longer need to fear the microchip. I agree. It's not happening. I mean, basically everybody already has a microchip. Right. They carry it with them everywhere they go. And if they're lining you up to put you into camps, Mm -hmm. they got your thumbprint. (laughs) Yep. And they're going to take your phone away too. They're not going to need to inject a microchip (laughs) in you because they they have the information already. Well, then there's those people out there that just refuse to use biometrics. They won't use fingerprint readers. They won't use face ID. Yeah. They won't use anything because they don't want whoever to have their information. Right. And I say, if they want your information, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. So you may as well just make it as convenient for yourself as possible. Yeah. That's my attitude. That's not, it's not advice. It's just my attitude toward it. Yeah. I, I, I've always kind of felt that way. Like if, if you don't have a reason to want to hide. Right. Like, if you're not doing something wrong or something that you could get in trouble for, then who really cares? I mean, realistically, to a degree, if you're not doing some of the things that everybody else does, that makes you more of a suspicious prospect. Like, somebody's going to look at that and go, this guy is dodging the norm. Yeah, you're one of the 42,973 people that aren't on record with us. Right. Like, now we're going to come to your house. Exactly. A couple of agents with suits and sunglasses. (laughs) A couple of guys. (laughs) Maybe maybe a gal. Maybe. They might send a gal to honey pot you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that, 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 that reminds me also, uh, San Francisco recently became the first city to ban yes. uh, facial recognition That's for right. law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. They told the police <laughs> right up front, nah, no, no, you may not. Mm-mm. You may not use our cameras to recognize criminals. That's some crazy shit, man. Did you ever see the show Person of Interest? Uh, I know of its existence. You, you know the, basically the premise? There's a giant machine that somebody had built that essentially uses facial recognition to uh, predict when someone is either going to murder someone or be murdered. And then there's these, you know, ABC guys that go out and... Figure is there like a like a quirky nerdy guy that kind of runs the computer? Yeah, there's a quirky nerdy guy nice. that runs the computer. I, I you probably know who he is. Um, if you if you saw him, I'm really bad at that kind of stuff. But he's a pretty famous dude. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's the badass ex you know ex marine or whatever that beats up. Wasn't he like Dharma and Greg? <laughs> yes. Or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong well, show. Maybe I don't know. Oh, it's Jim Jim Caviezel. Yeah, that's the right. guy. He played Jesus. <laughs> He played Jesus in a Jesus movie. He also narrated the uh, Seahawks America's game when they won the Super Bowl championship. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, he's great in that show. They're both great in that show. Highly recommend Person of Interest if you want like a a burner network television like cop drama. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Like, there's a ton of those shows. Yeah. CSI, NCIS. I mean, Law and Order is kind of the OG. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds is, from what I understand, kind of more morbid than the mm, other ones. It's a little dark. Yeah. Typically, it's like a kid with like he got his elbow chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. Something. That's sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if you can get an elbow chopped off, but 
I think you probably. I mean, you could get your. Okay, wait, never mind. <laughs> they took his elbow. <laughs> bastards took his elbow and sent it to his mom. The bastards took his elbow. That's awful. This poor guy. Anyway, person of interest reminds me a lot of the Sanford. Every time I hear about facial recognition by the government, I think of person of interest because, you know, in the arc of that show, obviously, you know, the technology falls into the wrong hands and then there's drama. And it's, it's just, it's interesting. Uh, relevant. It's interesting that a city like San Francisco is the one, first of all, the proximity to uh, Silicon Valley mm-hmm. kind of known as the tech hub mm-hmm. of the country. Yeah. They were like, don't even think about it, but also uh very liberal, Yeah, which typically, uh, you know, maybe more likely to be okay. Allow, some sort of stuff like that. Like maybe it's more of a statement of nobody should allow that kind of shit. Maybe that's what it is from San Francisco. You know, if, if a place as progressive as San Francisco, isn't going to let that kind of thing fly. Maybe it's one of those things that shouldn't be a thing. You know, that's, that's a, a huge uh, invasion of literally everybody's privacy. If you go outside, the government knows about it. Yeah. That's not cool. On the on the flip side, who really is San Francisco? If the government and the cops want to implement something like this, they probably can and will. They probably can and will. I mean, I mean, you can say that about anything, though. You yeah. know, what's the point of having laws? Because yeah. if people are just going to do what they're going to do, right? I think the law is more to protect uh, the ability or the possibility that that happens and then they slip up and it gets found out, you know, yeah. they, you weren't supposed to do that. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what happens. <laughs> That's the thing you know? we told you. We wrote down a list of things you can't do. That was one of well, them. It was on the list. Now on you're, the list. now you're, you don't get to be the cops anymore. I guess. I don't know. We wrote down the list and you had access <laughs> to the list. It wasn't required reading, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And ignorance is an innocence. That's right. And that's a... Any judge will tell you that. And any cop will also. That's right. Well, hopefully they play by their own damn rules. I'm saying. Be ridiculous. (laughs) Walking around downtown. You can just feel the face scanners. Yeah, ugh. Man, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Every time I see a camera out and about, you know, have you ever been walking down the street and you see cameras on like light posts just on the sidewalk? Like, what is that for? Who knows? I don't like that. They're check, check they're checking us out, man. I mean, I don't have anything to hide, but I still don't want them to know. What what if um the person watching you through the camera is just all come a little bit closer, you my type of man <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you gotta let that go. All right, yeah, you're right. I apologize. Um it's okay. Okay, so here's another thing. Now, I use the OnePlus 6T mm-hmm. telephone. <laughs> Is telephone a word anymore? So I think it's, it's got to be smart. If you don't device. call it a smartphone, you're going to insult it. I like. I prefer de- handheld device. Sure, yeah. I have a device. Um, to phone, because yeah. phone is really kind of the... Yeah, who even uses the phone anymore? Who makes yeah. phone calls? How yeah, often like do you the... make phone calls versus like it, literally any other means of communication with that person? I probably talk on my phone three times a week. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Sounds about right. Sounds like about average for most Americans that don't use their phone for their job. Like, I think that's really what it is. The Postmates guy can't find my house. Right. <laughs> on it. Uh-huh. 
just ring me. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to you know, talk to the folks, talk to mom and pop. Of course. Um, and then there's one other random. It rings one day, and I decide, you know what, I'm going to answer this one. I, I absolutely will not ever do that. If I my phone rings and I don't know who you are, I'm not going to answer. Oh it. yeah, don't get me wrong, I, that, that's not happening. Okay. But if I know who it is, oh, okay, and I can, and I think to myself, you know, you go through your mental checklist. Do I need to talk to this person? Why would this person be calling me? Uh-huh. Is this something that needs to happen now? Can we not text about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you leave me a voicemail and can I text you back? Is that cool? Yeah. That's my favorite thing. I I will see my phone ringing and see that it's somebody that I could talk to but don't need to. It's not imperative that I talk to them right now. And then they leave me a voicemail and then I text them back with the answer. And that's the interaction. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. There's, there's like, I talk to my mom on the phone and I have one friend that doesn't live in the state that I talk to on the phone and that's it pretty much. Yeah. If anybody else calls me, I'm just mad at them. It's, it's yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I answer the phone. I'm like, what, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> if there's a family member, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I'll talk to my family members. Like we can text all day, but you know, yeah. there is a time when a quick vocal conversation is just simpler and yeah. more to the point. Agreed. Like when you're trying to make plans. That's one thing that I'm okay with the phone for. If if I'm trying to make plans with you and these plans are semi like short notice, like you happen to be in my part of town and you want to get together and you text me and say, Hey man, I'm in your part of town. You want to get together? And then we try to text about it. And I'm I yeah, say, you're like, well, I'm off, I'm off at five. And then like, well, I have to be somewhere at six 30 and you're like, you know, then, then yeah. it's just a then, back then and forth a point where you're like, fuck this. And you call them and it's a 30 second conversation. You just get down to business and then you hang up before it turns into anything more than that. And it's fine. Yeah. But I think the point of this conversation is, who uses the phone? Nobody. Nobody it sucks. I like this is this is my favorite one. The phone rings. It's somebody I know, but I'm working. Uh-huh. Can't take the call. Then they text right immediately. Call me when you get a chance. Right. And I'm like, I'm actually in a session right now. Um, is there something maybe we can just work out? Yeah. Uh, do you can you make acapellas of my songs? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> why did we? Why did we need did the we need steps call for? to get there? Yeah. Just. Text me or send me an email or the, if it's work related. Like people still, for whatever reason, still use email. So just, if it's work related, yeah. send me an email. I like email. I'll get to it. I'm not, I'm not as mad at email as I am at phone calls to tell you that. E- you know, definitely not. Email seems kind of easier to keep categorized and, yeah, you know, texts are, I don't know. Te- texts are like a tickle. <laughs> <laughs> email is like a you know like a, like a scratch yeah it's a good scratch it's a good scratch i i don't know man i i don't mind email for you know my business and for corresponding with other businesses from for you know like i need to talk to somebody at the bank about something i send an email or you know i have a session coming up and i have a question for my client i'll send an email yeah. but like if you're in a job if you work for a company and your boss is three cubes over and he sends you an email to ask you a question. Yeah. That shit drives me up the wall. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's, that's the word. I, I think that in those types of situations, instant messaging is a much better way to do or it. You know, walk on or, over. I here. mean, yes, just walk over. But if you're in the middle of something <laughs> and you can't get up from your desk, like why don't we have something like Slack or why don't we have whatever we're anyway, we're getting way off. You have a one plus six T. Yeah. Yeah. One plus seven pros coming out. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, and it looks like a really, really good phone. Yeah. 
It looks in- absolutely incredible. They, the, one of the biggest things about the OnePlus 6T, and I imagine the OnePlus phones before it, mm-hmm. was that the display is an area where they kind of cut some corners. They, yeah, display and camera are the places where yeah. OnePlus tends to cut corners. But apparently this display on the, the 7 Pro mm-hmm. is fantastic. Looks like Samsung. Yeah. All, yeah, I'm pretty sure it actually is. It prob- a probably is a Samsung OLED panel. Yeah, and it melts over the sides, and it has that same like infinity edge look. And, and it has the 90 hertz refresh rate, mm-hmm. which I don't even. I'm not even sure that I know what that would look like on a phone, bro. I all I know is a while back I moved away from 60 hertz refresh rate on my computer. And now any chance that I get to have more than the standard refresh rate, I'll take it. Yeah. Now, now it's easy to get like a 120 in a monitor or a TV. Yeah. 120, 144, 240. Yeah. Easy. But in a phone, the only other phone that comes to mind uh, is the Razer gaming phone. Okay. That has 100 100 hertz, I think, refresh rate. But I, I don't think it's an OLED. I don't think it's as nice of a display. It's just really buttery. How thing. perceivable is a jump f- from like 120 to 240 to just regular human eyes? Uh, depending on what you're doing, very, yeah, very. Um, if if you're even even just browsing the internet, just scrolling, scrolling down a web page, huge difference. No, I mean, no motion blur. No, mo- well, I mean, it's not even motion blur. What what you see on a 60 hertz display when you scroll is is ghosting. Yeah, you know, part of the screen that's gone is still there right. in a way, kind of. But with a with a one one hundred hertz plus display, it's just like buttery smooth. Like think of the first time you ever picked up a a touchscreen phone and scrolled a web page with your thumb, and how like ooh, it's got that ooh, it's like nice and it's smooth all smooth it moves. It's like that, but on a computer with a scroll wheel. Okay, it's it's amazing. The, the other thing they did with this OnePlus 7 Pro is it's kind of the first, I guess OnePlus is mainstream now. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year ago it, Weirdly, it wasn't. Yeah, but OnePlus it's getting there. Invite only. Yeah. So it's nuts that they're just um, on our phones. So it's, it's kind of the first mainstream flagship without a notch or mm-hmm. of some sort for the front facing camera. It has the motorized little camera that pops up yeah. from the top. Yeah. Which is a lot of people are worried about that, mm-hmm. but they've, they've showed it to be um, very durable, yeah. very reliable. And it also has um, safety features built in. It has a drop detection feature. So if that camera's open and you're using the front facing camera and somebody hits you in the back of the head and you drop your phone, the camera goes, the back camera in. goes back in immediately. Yeah, uh, I, I like think, a like a little snail head mm-hmm. or a turtle. Exactly. Uh, MKBHD did a a walkthrough of the phone, and he did a slow motion video of that thing closing when he dropped it. How did it do? It it's instant. I mean, as soon as it's free falling, it closes. So that's pretty cool. Pretty 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 cool. Nice. Uh, the other thing people are worried about with it is the mo- Just the fact that it's a, a motorized yeah. part. Yeah. They say it's rated for two hundred thousand. Opens and closes. Yeah. So just don't open and close it all the time like an asshole and you'll be fine. Which, yeah, if you, you know, it breaks down to if you have that phone for a year, that's mm-hmm. like 548 times right. a day. Right. And realistically, I don't know, I guess if you're using the face detection or 
face unlock. Yeah, but you shouldn't be. <laughs> it's pretty quick though. It, I mean, it might be quick, but it's not secure. Yeah. Like those, uh, most, most phones that use face detection outside of ones that have implemented more than just an RGB camera, um, aren't very secure. Yeah. So using that, it's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you have on your phone, how yeah. concerned you are about somebody, somebody being able to get on it. Yeah. I mean, to me, if I'm going to lock my phone, I'm going to lock it in a secure way. If I don't care if other people use my phone or if I don't care how secure my phone is, I'm just going to not have a password. Just save myself a step, you know? Right. I, I don't know. I, 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 I used to not lock my phone, but I think the main reason why I switched to locking it isn't so much security. It's just so the damn thing doesn't turn on in my pocket. Yeah. There's that, at least that extra step that it has to go through to, to be like functional. Right. Um, so that's where I find locking a phone more useful. I don't have the launch codes <laughs> in it. Right. You know, um, and it also how difficult is it really if it were to disappear, you know, get on, get on the computer and hit T-Mobile and be like, shut the shit down. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, I'm, I don't know. I, I think that mobile security is something that a lot of people worry about a lot. Uh, I think people have varying degrees of reasons to worry about it too. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have much on my phone that I'm worried about people finding, but I still keep it locked because I don't want people going through my shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't think if I had nothing but an RGB camera, a regular standard camera on my phone, I don't think I would use face unlock. I'd just use a finger. I mean, it has a fingerprint reader under the glass. Right. So that's way cooler than wearing out the motor on your tiny little camera. <laughs> you use that. It's also faster. Yeah. Just use that. People love the face unlock, though. Yeah. I use both on mine. Well, get an iPhone. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Why? What does that do? It's more secure. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But, but you don't care. You don't have the launch codes. So whatever. <laughs> I don't have the launch codes. <laughs> Who cares? Um, I would like somebody to sell me on an iPhone, though. Really? Yeah. What? Well, like, because like the other day I had, so, you know, I, I work with a lot of people that purchase Beats online. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things when you buy a beat online, they brings you to this page. A lot of these guys have this same page where it says, do not download this to your phone. Okay. Why? Because it, it, it apparently uh, it's, it's you're down, downloading a wave file uh-huh. that an iPhone doesn't know what to do with. Oh yeah. Um, so I've, I have people texting me and emailing me, will you download this file and send it to me mm-hmm. in an email? <laughs> and I just do it on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Even though the thing says, don't download this on a phone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look into it and see if there's any way to actually handle wave files on an iPhone. But what I do know is that there are rumors uh, that in the next version of iOS, iOS 13, um, Apple is going to be giving a little bit more control um, to what you can have and what you can interact with in your file system. And so being able to actually download something and then see it in your file system and allocate it to whatever app will handle it may be something that's coming soon to the iPhone. iOS 13 is rumored to come out in the next couple of months. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's your biggest hangup, that may be something that's solved pretty soon. I, I, I understand Apple's and also, cause I mean, Google has done this as well. Their, mm-hmm. their move to like, not, not wanting people to have to think about or worry about that kind of stuff. Right. Use the cloud. Yeah. Um, 
it's fine. You don't have to download files to your phone. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe this is just me and, and my generation and the way I came up understanding how file systems work. Right. Like that's something that I feel like I'm always going to want to have access to. Yeah. I, you know, when I was on Android, I used to download stuff on my phone all the time. I would torrent totally legal things to my phone all the time. Perfectly legal Um, things. Absolutely. 100% legal things. Um, And I guess I missed that for maybe a little while when I switched to the iPhone. And then I realized that I don't need to do any of that because I have a computer. And so it was less of a deal to me. Now, I don't work with the same type of files you work with, and every phone ever handles pictures, so I'm not worried about that. But I I don't know. It's I feel like a lot of the things we're worried about losing in our phones are things that we really don't actually need. You know? Yeah. Moving to an iPhone for me really simplified my phone use and actually helped me use my phone less. Yeah. And that's one thing that I that I was hoping for when I switched was that I just want something that's simplistic and does all of the things I need it to do and some of the things I want it to do, but it doesn't have to do all of the things. Right. And if you want something that's going to do all the things, keep your Android phone. I've, uh, on occasion, not very often, but on occasion, mm-hmm. um, I've loved the fact that I've been able to download a large zip file. Yeah open it, get what I need out of it and send that to whoever needs it right. or vice versa. Take a whole bunch of files, download them and put them into a zip file mm-hmm. and then send that zip file from my phone. It's, it's not something that I do regularly. It's not even something I do frequently. It's right. just every once in a while when I've been able to do that, it's I'm glad I've been able to do it. You know how, what I mean? How convenient is it to do that kind of stuff? It's pretty easy. Is it easy? Yeah. Well, I don't see, I mean, I'm I'm not an expert by any by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't see Apple coming out with something that open. Yeah, you know. And so, if that's something that's important to you, there's no one in the world that's going to be able to sell you on an iPhone. All right. You know, if there's anyone that can sell you on an iPhone, it's probably me. And if that's important, that's it's, <laughs> it's not going to be a thing I'm even going to try to do. I I mean, I would say twice it's kept me from having to either wait till I was at the studio mm-hmm. to do a thing or to make an extra trip to the studio to do it. Yeah. When I would able to just do it from where I'm at. Isn't that something you could just pull out your tiny little laptop and bang it out real quick? And- um, I, I could, but if I'm on the road, yeah. you know, or something like that, it's definitely easier to just, just do, do it, it from phone. the phone. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's again, if it's important, then Keep it with the Android because they're probably not going to get rid of that because that's their competitive edge. You know, it's the one it's one of the things that they do way better than Apple is how much access you get. Yeah. You know, you're not ever going to get full access to an iPhone unless you jailbreak it. If you jailbreak it, you're good to go. You do whatever you want. Yeah. You can totally do that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's another that's another option. If you like the hardware that you get with an Apple phone and you to a degree like the software, but you want a little more openness, get an iPhone and jailbreak it. It's actually kind of crazy. Like iPhones can do some crazy shit when they're jailbroken, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Not doing it. Mm-mm. It's supposed to be really easy, but I just don't want to touch it. I'm still not okay with not having a headphone jack. Meh. I mean, it's not the worst. Yeah. 
especially once you get yourself a decent set of Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. But I've definitely had times where, oh, I gotta, I, I gotta, I can plug this in and listen to it and not been able to do it. Yeah. And that sucks. Pretty much any time I've run into that is when I'm doing some work on my computer or something like that. And it's turned off. It's out of commission. And so I'm like, oh, well, I can plug my speakers into my phone. But then I have to go get the dongle thing, and I don't know where the dongle is. Yeah, where is that anyway? Yeah. But, I mean, I also, for me, like, I have Bluetooth speakers in my house. I have, you know, a sound bar that I can connect to Bluetooth. And so there's always other ways around that. I mean, Bluetooth is almost like Wi-Fi at this point. You can almost always find a Bluetooth audio device. Right. So. mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the car, (laughs) it's... You know, uh, if you don't have, if you don't have Bluetooth, right? Yeah, you got an auxiliary, then you got to buy a thing, a Bluetooth auxiliary device, which whatever. Or you could just use the dongle that comes in the box. There's a, there's a headphone dongle that comes right. in the box. So yeah, the the place where that gets hairy is if you need to charge and listen to music at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And then you have to buy a dongle to do. Not that. to mention how, you know, easily losable. <laughs> That goddamn yeah. little dongle. What I used to do when I was using auxiliary in the car is I'd just leave the dongle on the auxiliary cable in the car. Right. And just unplug it from the phone and just leave it there. Uh-huh. And you don't lose it. Right. Then you don't have it anywhere but in the car. Yeah. Get a second one. Exactly. There's always a solution. There's always a solution. There's always a solution. It's small enough you could keep it in your wallet, man. Sometimes you don't want to take a second step. No. Though, and I get it. I very rarely want I to understand. take a second step. That's why I use Bluetooth headphones. But that's just me. You know, how often do you use headphones on your phone? Um, not super often, mm-hmm. but when I do, I definitely like to be able to just do it without having to do an extra thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I, understand. Um, I have my moments. I bought a, I bought a cheap pair of Bluetooth headphones that work pretty well, yeah. well enough. Are they like Amazon China special or are they like, uh, M M pow M pow. Yeah. Hmm. They make quite a bit of uh, headphones. There's a lot. They have a lot of different um, versions. But I'll tell you what. I put in a pair of um, Beats Bluetooth, the, the ones that have the little over the ear thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the Power Beats. Yeah, they uh, they had a better overall sound quality than my cheap Bluetooth headphones. But my mine were louder. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't sound bad. They didn't have like that nice smooth bass that the Beats ones do. But right. It was louder, had better noise canceling. Um, just, I prefer them. Yeah. Did you see the the new uh, fully wireless Power Beats that came out? I, I saw something briefly mm, about them. Matte yeah. black on black, and they're ooh, ooh, they're waterproof or water resistant. You can swim in them. I think you can, like they're you can sweat in them, and I think you can run, like run in the rain. You can't swim. Can you <laughs> pee on them? And you probably could pee on them too if you're weird. Uh, yes. Into that. Yeah, if you're into putting pee on things that you put in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this browser real quick. Huh? Yeah. So I downloaded the uh, beta or developers, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I signed up to be a tester for the the new Microsoft Edge, which is based on Chromium Chrome. It's basically a Google Chrome clone. Right. Like it literally acts and looks exactly like Chrome. Yeah. Um. I have had no issues. I'm enjoying it. It almost seems maybe a 
just a step faster yeah, than, than Chrome. Than but at the same time, I also have a lot more um, add-ons and plugins on my Chrome so browser. How, how does that work with Edge? Is there are there add-ons or there extensions as they're called in Chrome? There are. Are they? Do you have access to the same library as you do on Chrome? Can um, you? I don't know if it's the same or not. Okay. But I know that there are. You just go to the Microsoft Store, and there's. I, there, it's probably I different. Hate that place. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, it's worthless. Although on when you go to it through Edge, it looks just like the extensions on okay. Chrome. Okay. Cool. You know what I mean? It's when I think thing. Microsoft Store, I think of like the crappy app that's included in Windows 10. Yeah. That you have to use if you want to buy anything. Like I, I play um, Forza and Sea of Thieves which are both Microsoft games and you can pay them monthly to play those games unlimited forever, you know, for as long as you pay for them, but you have to download them through the Microsoft store. And that's the absolute worst experience yeah. of my life. But if it in the browser, if it's, <laughs> if it's fine, then cool. That's good to know. Yeah. It, it looks really nice. It's very clean. Um, I haven't installed anything and on my Chrome, I have, you know, ad block, mm-hmm. um, a few other things. I haven't installed any of that stuff, and I, I like I haven't felt like I needed an ad block, and I don't I don't know that that's necessarily related to the browser itself, <laughs> but I don't know like like I've never even I've never I haven't had a pop up that mm-hmm. that was weird to me or it, I just haven't had any of those situations. So God, I remember those days, right? Just pop ups <laughs> everywhere. Just boom, 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 I still get them, man. I don't. There's a there's a few websites that I go to. Um, for things like downloading YouTube videos to MP3 mm-hmm. so that people can record on them. Of course. And a lot of those web, there's a bunch of those websites and they're all kind of shady. Yeah. They got to make know? money. <laughs> all right. It's malware and pop-ups. That's how you do it. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yep. Um, but yeah, just, it, it's literally, it's literally like using Chrome. Really? Almost exactly. I might have to check it out. I don't see necessarily a reason to switch from it i know windows really wants to push they want you to use a launcher on your google phone <laughs> uh-huh. so that your w- windows can sync and i'm just not that invested mm-hmm. um i like that my google chrome on my computer syncs with my google wow. chrome on my phone yes. that's very helpful yes it's the biggest reason i use chrome yeah i use chrome on an iphone right you know and that's the biggest reason because it's just so seamless well you're not going to use safari i mean no, probably not. Now and again. Safari is not, the mobile version of Safari is not the worst, but it's definitely not as polished as Chrome. You know, Chrome, Chrome's tried and true. I've been using Chrome since it was in beta. Yeah. It's tried and true. It's it's a great, other than the fact that it uses more resources than anything else on my computer. Right. It's great. I did some, some quick side-by-sides with Chrome and Edge okay. on YouTube and just clicked videos mm-hmm. and try to get load times and edge felt faster. Yeah. Even if it was just, you know, a split second, it felt faster. It felt smoother. Um, there's a thing since I got this Huawei laptop um, with putting YouTube videos on through Chrome, it's almost like a, a half second before the audio kicks in mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen on edge. Hmm. And I, again, I, you know, I could go in and disable all my extensions. See, that's what I would like to see is I'd like see to what see what the difference is. Yeah. But. I'd like to see that comparison either with your extensions disabled or with comparable extensions 
installed on Chrome or on uh, Edge. Right. So that you can see kind of like what a real world use case would be. Maybe uh, maybe that'll be my task for the next episode yeah. is to uh, report back is to uh, give you an update. Do some more thorough digging. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know because I, you know, I've switched around browsers quite a bit. And I know that a lot of browsers out there that are available now are based on Chromium. Um, and they they just do things differently than Google does with Chrome, and they come out with a good product. You know, Opera, which is a, a browser tons of people used to use, Opera is based on Chromium. Um, Amazon has a browser, I can't remember what it's called because you no know, one uses that, but it's based on Chromium. There's like two or three other alternative browsers that are based on Chromium and now Edge, which... I mean, next time I, I install Windows on a machine and I go, you know, the first step, anybody that's privy to this experience, like the first step when you set up a new Windows computer should be you go on Edge and then you type Download in, Chrome. Yeah, you type yeah. in google.com slash Chrome and you download Chrome and then you never touch Edge again. But the funniest part of that experience to me is always... When you go to change the default and Windows is like, but wait, you should like, you try should, it out. Please just try it. Give you it know? a try. Yeah, just give it a shot before you switch. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Next time I might actually try it. I might. Yeah, well, might. yeah, I don't know at what point they're going to be this, this, this version of Edge is going to become the one that comes with Windows or whatever. No, or the, I, I think it's soon. I think it's supposed to be in the next, um, the next big developer update, which is coming in the next couple weeks. I think yeah. it's, it's on its way. So it'll be definitely be interesting to see. I'll tell you what, it, it feels very clean. It feels very smooth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have that typical Microsoft feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, I mean, it feels like a Google product. Well, so I'm a fan of Google's products most of the time. Most of the time, except for when they have big promises and burn out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to what I guess is our... Big story, huh? Uh -huh. Shall we? <sighs> Man, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people out there. Think so? Yep. Why? About this news? This upcoming news? <laughs> so, okay. So what is it? The, um, Disney. Yeah. You tell them. Uh, Disney. Well, I'm okay. There's a lot of layers to this and not everybody's going to be disappointed about all of it. The big thing is that Disney now has full control of Hulu, which is everybody's going to hear that and go, okay, cool. That's cool. But think about how much stuff Disney now controls. Disney's about to drop their own streaming service, which is going to have all of your Marvels and all of your star Wars and all of your other exclusive content that you're going to want to watch in that kind of realm uh -huh. in, in Disney's realm. Now they have Hulu, which has a lot of exclusives and has a lot of shows that people binge, but not quite like they binge some shows on Netflix, which brings us to the third heavy hitter of this whole debacle that NBC universal is going to be pulling a lot of those heavily binge watched shows like the office and what are the other ones on the list? The Office and Parks and Rec and those a couple of those types of shows are going to get pulled from Netflix and they're going to go to NBC Universal's uh, streaming service, but they're going to stay on Hulu, which Disney controls. Right. And so Netflix is going to lose a huge, huge <laughs> competitive edge, really. You know, I, I keep I keep seeing uh, pundits. Oh, good. 
predicting kind of the fall of Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the one major comparison I heard is is basically that Netflix is MySpace. Yeah. Um, the first, the biggest, is unstoppable. Uh-huh. But then everybody else figured out how to do it too, and and somebody bigger figured out how to do it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. I've I've always been curious about Netflix because Netflix kind of came out of nowhere. You know, when they first started, it was like, oh, this this new thing called Netflix. Let's check it out. And then it became it was what was it? It was DVD rentals by mail. My parents still use it for that. That's yeah, nuts to me, but that's what it started as. Yeah. And then it became streaming, and then people got really interested in it. You know, back then when it first came around, there were a lot of people that were renting DVDs via Netflix. Yeah. And then they started the streaming thing, and all those people went, well, I already have an internet connection. Let's just do that. Right. And then I remember when Netflix first came out with streaming, you got on there and you were like, I don't want to watch any of this. You know, it was a bunch of, like, okay, like, C-list content. And then they started dropping some really big stuff and then they started getting into the, all the original content and all that and you know they became a powerhouse almost overnight yeah uh but like you said there hasn't really been anybody that's been able to get close hulu i guess hulu and amazon are the what i i, I guess are the the, the two closest. next two um i use them about oh i, I don't know and, and youtube while they're i don't think youtube's premium service has really gotten very far yet yeah youtube just as a video streaming platform is the biggest oh yeah absolutely by far absolutely but a lot more of that is i mean that's mostly user content not not yeah professionally made i you know my parents had their netflix account and they were renting a dvd every couple of weeks or something and then when when netflix put started allowing the streaming Mm -hmm. i hopped on there quick and i was used because it was free back then yeah if you had the account, you could mm-hmm. stream. Um, and they wouldn't switch to it because it never had the movies they wanted. Right. They couldn't stream the stuff they wanted to watch. They mm-hmm. had to get the DVDs. That's still the case to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, new movies, some new movies make it to Netflix pretty quick. Yeah. But I would say most blockbuster movies don't. Yeah. You know, some of them never make it to Netflix. Right. Some of them make it to Netflix a year or two after they come out. There's all sorts of licensing mm-hmm. in that business where you it's all licensing. You can business. like you can sell the movie. You can buy the movie uh-huh. on like iTunes or Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty bucks to stream a movie. I mean, you own it, right? But it's still like no. Most people don't want to do that. Yeah. And you wait for it to become available as a rental, mm-hmm. and then it's six bucks. Yeah, or you can red box it for like two bucks. Right. Um. But that. But. You know, that's that's probably going to go away, too. It's only a matter of time. I agree. Um, I mean, as people start to move away from physical media in general, that's going to go away. Well, I mean, that's probably why Redbox now has a streaming service that right. most people probably don't know about because it's not really worth <laughs> knowing about. But who knows? Maybe that starts to get bigger. But so you got all these players. Mm-hmm. Here comes Disney. With its giant dick. massive footprint, <laughs> I was gonna say, but that'll play. Um, it it not only does it decide, okay, we're gonna start our own streaming service, mm-hmm. um, even though it already owns, uh, I think, a majority percentage of Hulu. So yeah. now it has complete control over Hulu. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they'll do there. Will they keep them separate, or will they eventually merge into one product? 
Um, I could I could see pros and cons for both. I could see ideas. Them. I could see pros and cons. If I had to make a prediction, I'd say Disney keeps Hulu as the network TV place to go watch the day after it airs, which is what Hulu kind of started as. You could go watch Hulu to see ABC shows and Fox shows and yeah. stuff that's not on Netflix because it's too new. Um, and, you know, it's still ad supported. And then use Disney Plus as their premium, you know, this is Disney content. Yeah. Um, I think there will still be some Disney content on Hulu, but I think it's it's major point is going to be the, the TV shows. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. I think in that case, it would be a good idea to keep them separate. Yeah. But I could also see them merging it all and just because Disney can just own TV. You know, they, the, I don't know if, I don't know if the, the, their app, their, their, if 21, 21st century Fox uh-huh. acquisition is absolutely a hundred percent official at this point. I don't know. I think it's, if it's not, it's as close, you know, it might, might as well be. Mm-hmm. And that's been on ongoing for years, something right. they've been trying to do. So it's pretty, it's pretty silly when you kind of look at it because Disney now with come November when they launch Disney Plus they'll have two two streaming services. Uh-huh. They own all of Lucas Arts, mm-hmm. all of Marvel, Pixar, Twenty First Century Fox Film, um, ABC. They've always had ABC. Oh, yeah. ABC and uh, ESPN mm-hmm. have always been. Disney's owned them forever, but which is um, wild. If you think yeah. about it, you don't even think Disney when you want, you go watch a basketball game on ESPN. You're not thinking, "Oh, I'm watching a Disney Network." Sure, Gar. Yeah. Um, Freeform, FX, Nat Geo, A and E. Um, they own Go.com. Whether that's relevant to anything anymore, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Buena Vista International, which has been. It's a whole nother company that Disney owns. Buena Vista has been Disney's uh, distribution company for uh-huh. movies for years. Um, I mean, LucasArts and Marvel alone, just as content creators, people who make movies, mm-hmm. that's t- $10, 15000000000 billion. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they paid somewhere upwards of forty or fifty billion for Twenty First Century Fox. That's which crazy. think about what Fox is, all the movies they yeah. put out over the years, yeah. TV shows. How often you see the Twenty First Century Fox spotlights right. thing in the beginning of a movie? Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I have to believe that this is the last big acquisition that Disney can make before Hulu. Um, well, uh, whichever one, everything, everything we just listed, oh, okay. I don't see how they can go bigger than that without somebody stepping in and saying, Hey, you own too much. Now. Right. I was going to ask, you know, at what point does Disney hit that point? I think this is it. It has to be like, what else is there? I don't know. Everything. I mean, they could buy Comcast. They could buy, they could, they could start buying like providers, yeah. you know, they could start buying God, they could really they could do anything. They have all the money in the universe. They could do whatever they want. But like you said, at what point do people say? Mm. I mean, we have a we have stuff in place to, to keep companies from getting too big, supposedly, yeah. right? Supposedly. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like they. I don't think they can do much more. Has Disney hit the trillion dollar company? milestone yet i don't think so 
Um, that kind of surprises me to think that a distribution company like Amazon, whose majority of their money is in, you know, distributing goods, and a company like Apple, who just basically rip off everybody in the country all the time, those two companies can make a trillion dollars. But a company like Disney that owns so many other household names. Right. They're not a trillion dollar company yet. That I don't know. That, that surprises me. Although I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Most of these companies, it's only a matter of time before they hit that mark. I'm trying to see if I can find a list of trillion dollar companies. Yeah. Mm. Just to see if they're on it. US companies, I don't think they will be. I think the only two right now are are uh, Apple and Amazon. Yeah. I mean this uh what is this futureofeverything.io five companies that could be worth a trillion dollars someday. Um so, Google, yeah. Berkshire Hathaway, ExxonMobil. Microsoft, they don't mention uh no Disney. No Disney. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder if it's because they spend money as fast as they make it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know all that much about the actual business. Right. And, um, that's uh, Wikipedia telling me that Disney is not on this list. Hmm. Largest companies by revenue. Interesting. Not even on the list. And yet they own so many things that we use every day or see every day or hear every day. Yeah. That's crazy. They're not as big as Walmart or Toyota or BP. Wow. What is their, what, what's their net worth? What's their, uh, I don't know what the word is for a, a corporation like that, but what's their worth, their value or whatever. Let's find out. It's crazy to think that, you know, as a kid, you grow up looking at Disney as like the company that makes all the fun movies and they have the cool park. And then you grow up to be an adult and you know how like some more things work and you're like, wow, Disney actually owns like our lives. According to the celebworth.com, the net worth and market capitalization of Disney company has been estimated at 103 billion. Really? But that was, that's old. Okay. Not relevant. <laughs> I don't know. They, you know what? They've spent a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You got to, I guess you got to, you got to spend money to make money is what they say. That's exactly what they say. Um, yeah, I don't know. It only looks like they're around a hundred million or a hundred billion. I mean, interesting. I wonder if, I wonder if that doesn't include all of their subsidiaries, if that's just... Well, yeah, like I said, I don't even know if the 21st Century Fox thing is 100% mm -hmm. complete. I don't know. That might not even count yet. Yeah. Um, well, and what, I'm, what I'm saying is maybe it doesn't count at all. Maybe this is just like Disney is worth this much, but ESPN is worth this much. And, yeah. you know, maybe they don't have it as set up as an umbrella. They just happen to own it. You know, they own a majority stake or something like that. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do some more research. I guess so. On that. But we know that Disney owns everything. Yeah, <laughs> so um in the in, in in as far as entertainment goes in the coming uh years, it's very likely that Disney will uh be the majority of our 
our intake, I, mean, I guess. They've already got a hand in the majority of the things that everybody gets excited to go see. Right. These days, anyway. You know, I mean, lately it's been Star Wars and Marvel. Right. right? So keep giving Disney your money. We'll keep getting stuff like that. Yeah. Go to Box Office Mojo and look at how many times the BV, the Buena Vista, is on one of those top movies. Mm-hmm. That You know, that's Disney. Making that moolah. <laughs> Making that moolah. Getting that money. Well, I think we've just about covered everything I was hoping to cover this uh, episode. What do you think? I'm, uh, I'm pretty satisfied. I feel good. You got any final, uh, final thoughts on any of this stuff? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, make sure you check out awesomenotstupid.com to be uh, updated and to uh, subscribe to the show. If you're listening, you might as well subscribe. Yeah. That way you get a little notification when there's a new app and you don't have to worry about, you don't have to pace around your house thinking to yourself, I wonder when they're going to put out a God, new episode. God, it's been so long. You know, you can just forget and then it'll remind you when it happens. The beauty of the world we live in. You don't have to remember anything because your phone will tell you everything. That's the cloud. It is. It's the cloud, bro. You should, you should utilize it. Um, also go to triple B podcast.com and you can check out my other podcast with, uh, I do with a couple of knuckleheads. Yeah. Um, that's a good show. More, uh, you know, entertainment based, mm-hmm. less nerdy, but still nerdy, still nerdy tech, tech nerd versus like, yeah, game and, and movie nerd. Right. And you, you know, you might even, you might even chuckle a little bit. Yeah. That's pretty funny. You got, you got a couple be. characters on over there. One exactly. in particular. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ben and Stacy. Yeah, shout out Ben and Stacy for being our biggest fans. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, Logan, Logan's big fan. Uh, Logan Lucky. Yeah, Lucky Logan. Uh, shout out our moms. Our moms, tight. for sure. Yeah, shout out your moms too. You should always shout out your mom. <laughs> In any situation, just shout out. Anytime you've got an opportunity for a shout out, mom should be on the just list. Just go, your mom! Mom and the Lord. Those are the two. The Lord of light. Yes. The night. old the old gods and the new. Is the night still dark and full of terrors? Or how does that work? Yeah, I think it always it's will be. It's always dark. And I think it's just the terrors change. Is it maybe just now the night is dark? And that's the end of the sentence. The night is dark, and, and, and that's the, scary if you're scared <laughs> of the dark. The night is dark, and there were terrors. Not as catchy. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fucking writer, so. What do we say to the god of death? Not today. All right. Episode 102, that's in the books. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Later. <laughs> <laughs>